You know, you want to say it. The undisputed champ of the world. Gervonta Tank Davis. Welcome back to another episode of Sports Meets Money, where our business is sports. I'm your co-host and the correct predictor of the previous fight of Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis, joined by my brother, the incorrect predictor. Okay. Ale Swap. I'm not mad that he 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 won. I just had a, a, a bet on this horse, okay? I'm just that's the only reason why I'm a little upset at this. And the way he came out, man, it just I knew he was gonna lose just the way that he came out. He came out to Oceans and Tank Davis came out to Chief Keith, bro. <laughs> this was amazing. Yeah, y'all were telling me, oh bro, it's okay. You should probably start uh switch trying to yeah, y'all cash that out was your my roommate. Bed. Cash out your bed and, and place it on Tank because he came out with Sosa. Okay, so my roommate is actually a great guy to know. Good person. Even Ali knows him well from yeah, high school. Good, yeah. um, he used to work at a pet clinic overnight. He does like a lot of good stuff. He's tasting me. So Ali has switched to bed because the Sosa came out. But, yeah, this is uh, welcome back. This is basically our recap episode, if you can't tell. Um, last episode was not just covering the upcoming the now pass, but at that point, upcoming uh, Tank Davis fight. But also, it was more of an intro to boxing. Kind mm-hmm. of wanted to give some structure around. Well, let's be honest. Ali, you and I have talked about it. The world of boxing can be very confusing to people if they just know or it's their first experience. Yeah. It's, it's their early exposure. They're like, why is there this champion? How many belts are there? Wait, how many weight classes? Yeah, and yeah. you got to be like, hey, there's... Pretty much every six to seven pounds, there's a new weight class. Yeah, it's it gets confusing. It's gotten more confusing over time. But when you have an event like this with Ryan Garcia, where all these, you know, these this young crowd of like men and younger women that are just like, I don't care, you know, he's Ryan Garcia isn't even a champion, and we're gonna get into the numbers, but the oh, just off him like. Being able to attract that crowd that just kinds of shows kind of shows you where boxing is going and it's not as traditional as I thought it was. That's why maybe I got this wrong. I'm just sticking to like the traditions of of what I know, but it seems like this fight really shows us that that pivot that boxing is going towards. And we'll talk about that. Yeah, you're right, dude. There's a lot of things today that you know, we had some uh, theories, but hypotheses, I guess, yeah. about, you know, the evolution of boxing that I think we're going to get into a lot today. But yeah. the first, just to sum up the fight, I mean, like, we we experienced it very differently. Yeah. You know, you were at home with your family that watches a lot of fights. Oh, yeah. We watch. We, we like, just watch. Uh, I, bro, I've watched fights with y'all. I've literally just pulled up to watch Canelo fight. We watched out. El Camarón last Saturday. Yeah, last Saturday. Uh, and he knocked out that guy. I don't even know his name. Uh, that's how much we watch bro yeah um ali's family is one reason why i appreciate them it's just the amount of fighting that they love to watch it's a great way to bond with them <laughs> so for you you watch people who were actually no fighting yeah so what was that experience like because i had the total opposite experience well you know i mean if you watch any of those like memes on you know um on instagram where you know there'll be like one person like Hey, he's gotta, you know, he's gotta hit him, uh, stop going in, and he has to use his lankiness and use the jab, and you know, it's like everybody's into it, everybody's on the edge of their seat, and you know, obviously we're all going for Ryan. That's just, you know, there was some tank like, oh, tank's gonna win, but I'm going for Ryan. But at the end of the day, bro, we were all on the edge of our seats. Viva la raza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. viva la raza, and. You know, hoping Ryan would win, but you know, like I said, the way he came out, just like really, run, literally running towards Tank and making it just easy for Tank to, you know, read him and and reach him. That I thought that's why he lost the fight. So yeah, I think uh, you're definitely right about that. I mean, so I watched. I mean, we talked about it before. I ended up watching this at the sports bar. It was actually two days after Ramadan, so it was still technically Eid. Um, mm. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I went to a sports bar because I have friends who they drink, and I uh, I love sports, so it works out about it. We should hang out there, and you know they haven't like I haven't actually gone and like had to pay for covers and stuff before, yeah. but I was familiar with it. You know, my guys, as you know, because 
me and Ale, we're not just brothers here for show, but like his friends are my friends. My friends are his friends. Like yeah. we all know each other. We spent years together in high school. Yeah. Like we've known each other for a decade at this point. And basically, as Ali knows some of the crew I hang out with, yeah. not boxing fans for the most part. Yeah. So they didn't really realize, you know, they were watching uh, the, the Heat game was going on. I got a friend who's a Heat fan, obviously. A couple of games were going on before the fight. And then they were surprised, like, oh, they're switching all the screens. I'm like, yeah. And then, you know, our uh, server came through, a very kind person. Said, hey, are you guys cool with us putting wristbands on right now? We just want to get it done. Mm-hmm. They didn't realize that if you're paying cover, you're here. Every person in that sports bar $10 cover, by the way, mm-hmm. has to wear a yellow little, pretty much the amusement park little wristbands we get for admissions. Yeah. It's basically that. Mm. So we're wearing those. I started thinking there's at least 300 people, maybe 400. I should probably call that bar and see the maximum occupancy. Yeah. $10 a person. I'll say 350 is a good like. Yeah. I think you've been there before as well. So yeah, 350. Yeah. We'll say 350. That. So 350. $10 a person, 3500 revenue, mm-hmm. not even off drinks and food, which has overhead. That yeah. little box of wristbands can't cost more than 30 bucks for 350 I know. Yeah, probably a lot less. So it's just like they're cashing out. You have to pay for pay-per-views, obviously. But it was interesting because like a lot of people at the bar obviously were there for the fight. That's why they paid for it. Yeah. My table was there to watch a fight and hang out with me, who is a boxing fan. I constantly yeah. advocate to go watch combat sports. I love them. As you predicted last time, my friends got really into it. They're cracking jokes about the first few fights and stuff like that. Yeah. But they understood, like my best friend and brother Kiesel, you already know how he is. Yeah. So he was he already understood the play was when the final fight starts, I told him, watch this. Our whole table and the whole bar is gonna get electric. Yeah. Watch how the ambiance is dictated by the round. Mm-hmm. Watch that. So he sees it. Second round, what happens? Ryan's pushing the fight to him and everything. Hank's trying to figure it out, but Ryan's taller, five more inches on a reach, I believe. So he's really sometimes leaning with the jab, but he's pushing them. And like Tank can't back Ryan down at that point. But Tank comes in, starts counterpunching about round two and stuff, knocks him down. When that happened, I stood up, my boys stood up, <laughs> the whole bar stood up. Regardless of who you're going for, yeah. everybody stood up. Because you, you watch it, it's an electric moment. I know, I'm like, I'm like, ah. Yeah, it's just like, yo, what, what's going on? And I stood up the rest of the fight. I'm like, all right, this is good. And then my boy started saying, oh, this is why Med wants to come to fights. Mm-hmm. This is why Med loves boxing. This is how it is all the time. If there's a camaraderie aspect. We are all here, regardless of who you're going for. We all want to see the knockout. We mm-hmm. don't want to see our favorite fighter get knocked out. But it's why we love boxing. Yeah. It's a sweet science. It's an art form. But at the end of the day, there's those moments that shows you how ruthless it is. Yeah, man. I mean, imagine like it's your first time, yeah, and, and and that you watch the replay and it's in slow motion, especially with that body shot that knocked him out. Yeah, I wonder how every, everybody's like reaction was to them seeing like that that slow motion shot of Ryan Garcia getting punched right there in the liver slash ribs. You know, yeah. I, to me, I was like, oh, when I saw that, I was like, oh, like verbally, I was just like, I could feel that just by watching that. I can feel that shot. I, I don't know if that's how it was in the bar, but it kind of was. It was so on for me on the replay, like they understood him more. Like, oh, why'd Ryan just quit? Like if people who aren't necessarily avid boxing fans don't realize if you're holding your side and you're like, all right, I can't. Yeah, it's you're likely thinking, oh, he took a shot to the liver. Yeah, that's the TKO shot basically. Yeah, like, and yeah. we, uh, my friends had to understand, like, yeah, it's a shutdown shot basically. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it and I thought, Tank's lucky he landed that because if he didn't land it right there, Ryan had a flush shot to Tank's face. Mm-hmm. That might have been a knockdown, yeah, because he was leaning into that shot, yeah. And then Ryan was killing him. Uh, this is round eight, I believe. Around round five, it really seemed somewhat even, like, majority of the fights seemed pretty even. You yeah. told me off air right now. Some judge had it, what, 58? Uh, 56 with the knockdown. So even then, it was still close. Yeah. yeah. It was very close. But I think um, I think it was a win for boxing in general. Yeah. Not to sound like the corny guy, but, like, we've talked about it. So, like, in terms of the promoters, right, mm-hmm. they did a great job. They kept going. Dude, on social media, they bet the purse. Yeah. Which was a big deal. It led to people in my group chat, again, not – one person actually watches some fights, mainly UFC and stuff, yeah. but didn't understand, like, oh, if this is just, you know, because it's Vegas and because Tank's a former Floyd guy, there's a whole thing of, like, oh, man, they're probably just setting up this fight to happen. It's going to be fixed. 
they're betting a purse they're gonna have a rematch and i'm like bro it's personal this isn't happening like (laughs) this isn't the boxing of the 70s or 80s in vegas like yeah it's a little bit different nowadays Mm -hmm. but i think those guys they stepped it up all weekend dude i mean yeah that whole week fight week before fight week we they only had like two press conferences it wasn't much to talk about but that whole week from Monday to Friday, they were like hopping on that Kai Sanaa, Aiden Ross streams, yeah. live streams, and just betting their purses, talking all this mess, and really hyping it up. And then they have that face off, and then it's just that whole week you're just excited. So you got the attention of the people in that week. It's not like, oh, it's been going on for X amount of time. No, this whole week they've been going at it, they've been talking all this mess, and they're putting everything on the line. So now that makes me want to even watch it any even more, and I can only imagine for somebody you know you know who's new to boxing and has never seen that type of stuff, they're like, oh wow, this is maybe this is why people love watching this. I mean, look at all the animosity and yeah, and stuff that's going on behind the scenes, and you know, can't wait to see what happens in the ring. Yeah, and then like in terms of like promoting and everything too, I think what's interesting is like. We talked about it, even uh, Eddie Hearn expressing a concern where it's like, all right, they're not doing as many conferences to mm-hmm. like, talk about it. But ultimately, it's a situation where, like, we showed, again, the evolving aspect of boxing, which yeah. seems to be today's overall theme, I guess. Yeah. It's just like, hey, the evolution came on social media. The evolution wasn't – they got heated during the weigh-ins and everything. Yeah. But the biggest buzz creator – Mm-hmm. was both of them are on streams doing this. I mean, you got Tank on, like you said, Kai Sanat's stream right there, yeah. and that's how that call happened. Shout out Kai for mm-hmm. being a great instigator, but also just being the top dog at streaming right now. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think like that kind of goes to show like we're concerned over the traditional stuff, yeah. which makes sense. It's what we know. Yeah. But then there's the aspect of we have to accept some of the evolution. Not every fighter is young and as up and coming and as social media present. Tank is of the Floyd ilk in the sense of mm-hmm. he knows how to sell a fight. If he has to be the villain, he will. Yeah. Ryan Garcia is the TikTok star. Mm-hmm. He's a great fighter, but you know people are only going to consider him that because he's very marketable via social media. Yeah, and I just want to round that part out with this. Remember when Eddie Hearn, when Eddie Hearn set up that Jake Paul and KSI fight? Yeah, uh, Logan, Paul. Logan Paul and Mayweather. Okay, I thought about the KSI one, but yeah. And he was like, "This is a, like, this is a disgrace to boxing. Why are we letting all these social media influencers take over the sport?" Well, you can see that in a sense, Ryan Garcia, he's not a he's not a champion. Uh, he's beat good opponents, not great opponents. He's former champs, not current champs. He's not a champ, so you could consider him as a social media star. And look at what happened. We're going to get into the numbers, but, you know, from Eddie Hearn talking like that to how he's talking now, like, he's actually pushing for this new era of, like, social media-influenced boxing. Yeah, and he's talking about numbers talk a lot. Because this is why I was confused. Years before uh, Floyd and Logan, yeah, when Logan and JJ or KSI of Sidemen had beef, they fought twice. Mm-hmm. The second fight, which Logan says kind of revitalized his career after his uh, Japan trip oh, yeah. years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll leave it at that. Do your Googles, people. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, Eddie Hearn put on that fight, and he talked about, like, it was weird, but he realized, like, oh, these are it's some people with massive communities. Like, it's, he didn't like as much of it. It's like, all right, these are, like, a lot of egos with children of social media. Because, yeah. you know, boxing still a gentleman's sport in a lot of senses traditionally. Especially where he's from, obviously. Yeah, and the audience wasn't like a traditional crowd where it's like a bunch of middle aged to older men. It was, there yeah. was kids. You're, showing not, you're up. not selling your beer sponsor. Yeah. You're selling, okay, not kids bop, but something teenage, <laughs> re- teenage related. Um, I sound old saying kids bop, don't I? <laughs> We're 24, 25, but I feel like We're, they're doing some type of slime time or slime yeah. time. Did I, did I still do kids bop? I'm not kid. sure. No, okay. Um, yeah, no. I mean, I, Lord knows I was, what, five years old when 50 Cent came out and I was listening to Get but, Rich or Die Trying. So, yeah. You know, at the end of the day, I think Eddie Hearn was like, this is actually, at the end of the day, good for boxing because it's bringing a, a new set of eyes to it. And it's only going to help grow the sport. 
you know? it's good because you're right because like these aren't fight fans like you just said they are vlog vine youtube fans yeah and they're seeing their favorite uh content creators get in the ring well shoot if that makes people think oh boxing is like really cool because they like the aspect of it yeah, and man. the pageant there is pageantry when it comes to prize fighting and everything yeah. obviously we got to sell it here so you know that's what gets you into it heck between america's problem about kids not want to go outside and obesity crisis in general <laughs> if it gets kids in the rain to do some cardio hey you, oh yeah we're gonna be a lot of six packs out there i'll say mm. that there's nothing like boxing but, conditioning um, but in regards to the actual fight, I know the announcers uh, were talking about the effect that the hydration clause would have on Ryan. What do you think about how how that was all about and how they were talking about that? I mean, they kind of – every fight has almost a narrative behind it, yeah. and every announcer has their own personal biases and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think, um, I think what it did was – it made it seem for some people it was good. It brought in more context because, you know, I think they even had it on a little graphic on the screen. Yeah. So I'm there at a bar and there's people who want to see the fight. But again, not just my table, other people in general. Some people seem confused because they're bringing their friends and their spouses and significant others and family and all that stuff. Yeah. So like I explained to my table, like, yeah, here's the hydration clause situation. And I'd be like, oh, you think it's going to hold them back? So yeah. <laughs> whether or not you think it does, it helped bring in like, concerned because if you're already asking me this yeah. that means you're putting some stake into it like a consumer psychology question yeah you're asking more because you're interested so now you're gonna really be interested now in this you're fight more invested we're in reeling it. you in yeah. as much as possible yeah. until the fight happens then it's sold the fight sells itself once you start the belt and i just i want to get into it and the fact is like let's just say ryan walks around uh, 150 155 or 160 just as a, yeah. you know, we'll say 150, that's just his normal walk around rate. I'm not getting ready for a fight. I'm just chilling and enjoying the fruits of my labor. Okay, now it's fight time. You got to lose 14 plus pounds and you've lost that and you can only get a certain amount of that back. Yeah, I think 146 was the limit with the hydration clause. Like I said, you can only that's get rough. You can only get so much back from what you've lost. I think that was a, a disadvantage for him because there's usually in, in championship fights n- nothing like that, no clauses like that. Yeah, it's interesting. I've seen it more, and he mentioned last time where it's been more prevalent online from like these influencer fights. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's if you're not if you don't know boxing in general, it's very weird. But like, if you know boxing, then it's not just weird. It's like, oh, this is like a health concern. Yeah, you understand like, what cutting you're is. literally draining yourself to make that weight, and I guess you could say that really did affect his performense. It could, I mean, it it affects your mental psyche too. Like, bro, why would you come out like that? I mean, I, and I'm pretty sure he was just like, I need to get him out as soon as possible. I'm not feeling a hundred percent. Let me see yeah. if I can just land. There's only so much, like, as much as IV drips and like even the packeted IV. Mm-hmm. There's several out there, so I won't name the main one because again. I'd like a sponsor here, somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that definitely plays a factor where it's like it's easier to hydrate with the additives we have. Yeah. But it's also a sense of like, okay, how exactly like your body has to still adapt to it. Yeah. And just that little bit of sleep overnight and everything with anxiety and jitters. Mm-hmm. Every fighter's different of how they deal with the night before, basically. Yeah. So I yeah. think that definitely, you're right, has an impact on the psychology. Just walking in and then it's like, oh, okay. Like, you're over here like, is it okay if I can eat this bowl of cereal or am I going to get yeah. over that weight limit? And then, like, literally everything you sip on, everything you eat, you have to ask that question. If I eat this, am I going to make weight or am I, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and then you have to be like, hey, do we have anything to where I can urinate a bit extra just to make sure we're good right before the fight? Like, yeah. If I want to hydrate, can I make sure we have, if there's anything, like, the urine version of a laxative, they say, hey, what can we do to make sure, like, it's a diuretic, which is the term, I guess. Yeah. And it makes you have to urinate more. But then here's the thing. In terms of sustenance, you're talking about this. And then not only is boxing hard to keep your hands up for a three-minute round, let alone <laughs> potentially 10 or 12 of them, mm-hmm. you're doing it under immense duress. Mm-hmm. And those lights are called the bright lights for a reason. You're shedding weight from just standing underneath those lights. I know, bro. 
we, that's nobody fun, talks right? about that. <laughs> you were shedding with that, dude. Mm-hmm. I think what's interesting about the contracts you're talking about is the, even the other clause. So it won't get triggered. And here's the story behind it. Me and Ollie talked about a lot, uh, pretty much on the last episode, mm-hmm. where Tank had a clause for rematch. The stipulation being Tank's the A side for this fight. If he loses the fight, he can automatically trigger a rematch yeah. and he would be the A side for it. If Ryan were to lose, there is no rematch. Mm-hmm. So Tank doesn't have to see this fight again. And I don't know about you. Like, I think Tank would still be able to handle the fight. Yeah. But based off how even the fight was, I don't know if Tank would want this even of a fight again. Like, he's a competitor, yeah. but we know how boxing can be. Like, hey, unless it's a championship, yeah, we don't want to take the tough fight out right now. I mean, and, you know, there's a reason why the, the belts weren't on the line, so... Yeah, I mean, well, we'll get into the belt situation afterwards. Mm-hmm. That's a little tricky, unfortunately, right now. Mm-hmm. That I did mention that they did a bet on the purse bid. At the end of it, when Tank was asked post-fight, he's like, I'll let him keep it, whatever. Yeah. I just don't think they drew up the contract, to be honest. No, that, I know exactly why. They're just hyping up the fight. Yeah, because they're saying drop a contract and stuff, and I'm like, I don't know if anybody actually And then up. they asked him post-fight, so are you gonna get? are you going to get his purse? No, he can keep it. Oh, yeah, right. Tank already knew he did his job selling, man. He got his five mil plus pay per view. Yeah. Speaking of pay per views, Ale, mm-hmm. tell me, buddy. Okay, so success or not? Okay, you tell me. Eddie Hearn said it, that the most this fight will sell would be eight hundred fifty thousand. How much did they sell? How many buys did they get? Oh, I get to reveal it. Yeah, you get to. All right, it. I love I want the to... numbers. Yeah, one point two million buys yeah and that's that's like uh that hasn't been done in a long time so that just tells you this was a huge success not only that uh the venue itself sold the fifth highest uh amount of tickets as far as revenue goes with 22.8 million dollars of ticket sales more than Canelo and Floyd Mayweather when they fought there. Which was a very highly uh, notarized fight, basically. Yeah, and, and basically, you're talking about this fight was on the level of the Canelo-Golovkin fights. Uh, Pacquiao-Mayweather? Pacquiao-Mayweather, that's the most, that's the big, the highest revenue fight. That was Vegas, right? That was Vegas. Floyd loves Vegas. But, like I'm saying, bro, these two young fighters who had nothing to lose. There was no belts on the line, but just the notoriety and the hype behind it resulted in this successful night of boxing. Well, speaking of success and kind of tying into this theme of like the evolution of boxing, we, I mean, we talked about it. this is momentous because it's the first time when two separate, you know, pay-per-view providers yeah. came together. And that, that's historic. Time. Nobody and, ever splits, you know. I'm yeah. not used to, you know, network splitting that. And they've talked about it for an upcoming fight. Um, Errol Spence Jr. But Crawford. Yeah, and Crawford. Is there top rank and uh, PBC? So PBC would have their Showtime deal and top rank, I believe, as the zone. They pretty much talked about splitting it again. Yeah. And this number being historic, we already knew it was going to be a big fight pretty much sets precedence for hey we should have this for more stuff yeah like this is possible we can make the deal and look at the numbers showtime the zone hbo i think still does boxing right literally it's like bring your subscribers bring your fans we'll put them together and look at the numbers like literally and then who knows maybe we'll get more espn plus content or another sports plus content yeah maybe they'll make me buy actually buy espn plus pay-per-view I was about to say, don't buy a paper, but I got a family plan if you need the membership in Magic. And speaking of the evolution of boxing, Ale, Mm -hmm. so I realized there's a weird evolution going on with sponsorships. Yeah, uh, I could tell you right now, like those sponsors that I saw that night, I was, those, they're fairly like, those aren't the traditional sponsors you see in a regular, like, like a Canelo fight. So while we're talking about transitioning into like the evolution process, let's go over some of the more uh, traditional stuff we've seen. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, the venue was at the T-Mobile Arena, which mm-hmm. is owned by MGM. So obviously, we've seen symbols for the T-Mobile Arena and obviously MGM Rewards, yeah. which speaking of earlier, the uh, promotion stuff. 
soon as he got to the hotel, Ryan was doing brand deals immediately promoting MGM hotels. Like, literally was saying, like, I'm proud to be fighting for MGM now. Like, that I have never, I don't know a boxer who's actually sponsored by MGM. I don't. And that's a big feat for him. So congratulations. Floyd wasn't as much as he fought there in Vegas. <laughs> nah. But um, yet your other conservative, or sorry, traditional ones, where it's, you know, Cuervo, a.k.a. the Jose Cuervo family. Mm-hmm. Some tequilas that are premium, even though Jose Cuervo at our age has a certain reputation. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was traditional because we tend to see a lot of alcohol or beer sponsors. Yeah. That's why you thought it was interesting comparing it to uh, the social media younger crowd influencer boxing where it's like, hey, like, you know, we tend to have alcohol sponsorships on these yeah. fights because these are adult men. People want to booze up and watch people beat the crap out of each other. <laughs> That's basically the core idea behind yeah. sponsoring boxing with alcohol. Um, you had your providers like Showtime. Um, PBC was there, obviously. And then what's interesting is we've – it's not brand new to this fight, but since sports gambling is becoming so dominant throughout the country, yeah. and there's also always has been across the world, obviously yeah, – yeah, yeah. Um, we ended up seeing DraftKings be once again the ring sponsor, and you can even see them on the ropes. They were the yeah. same thing for the uh, Plant Benavides fight. Yeah, and one interesting thing about that is like back then they never had like a like a live. Oh, these are the odds. This is how the lines are changing, and oh, yeah. that's that's something new as well. Yeah, even like during walkouts and stuff. Like yeah. man, like other sports are doing it. NBA games. Everyone's talking. How yeah, often like how you... it started. Like before the game, this these were this is how the lines were. Now this is how the over under looks like. I'm like, wow. Like we were kids during the bookie era, but like during the bookie era, bro, like it felt taboo on network TV or even pay per view. Yeah. To talk about the spread of a game. But now it's like, oh, well, mm, oh that's actually a good bet. I probably should put a bet in right now. Yeah, I don't know. bro. They were straight money lines. You had how many knockdowns, if any? Mm-hmm. You could bet total punches per round or in general for certain fighters. Yeah, that was crazy. Like I, next time we do this, probably Canelo fight next month. I'm gonna have to pull up a uh, random online sports book or something <laughs> and uh we're, i'm just gonna run through a quick list of these because man it's interesting and uh you know on the thing with the ring sponsors i had seen this thing it was the gatorade fast twitch and i was like am i reading this right at first i thought i was looking at a prime bottle and i overlooked it and then i think it, it was going to like it was the end of the round and they were zooming into the corners and in one corner i i read it it was gatorade fast twitch fast twitch it was a green bottle i immediately texted you like bro i've never heard of this when did this start and then you started going off on about it yeah and it's weird as i was actually in the middle of having almost fight somebody during the fight myself i was like bro uh, uh i've never heard of this he made now i know like because okay. of this fight it's oh crazy. also side note talking about the experiences of fighting like earlier somebody left in between rounds to go use the restroom mm-hmm Perfectly fine, right? Perfect. Time to go in between rounds, even though it's busy. Yeah. This is a popular sports bar in this part of Austin that I live in. Mm-hmm. Um, the person gets back in the middle of the fifth round. Now, I was already standing up on top of my seat, basically. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I got hyped up around the legs of the table, yeah. uh, or legs of my uh, chair and stuff. I, I was like, all right, I'm just going to watch from up here. Might as well. I'm already hyped for this fight. This I've been waiting for this fight. Me and you yeah. have talked about this fight for months. Mm-hmm. And that person comes back in the middle of the fifth. Mind you, when he left, he pushed his chair back, and I'm sitting at the end where it's the front seat and then the back seat on both sides. It's two si- chairs to a table mm-hmm. on each side, four total. It's a square. I'm at the back side. I'm pretty much clustered in. He moves his chair to where it locks him with my chair, and now when he gets back in the middle of the round, he wants to move his chair in, but it's tied on my chair. And I'm like, all right. Hey, can you move your seat? I'm like, yeah, give me a second. Like, I'm kind of pointing, like, hey, I don't want to watch the rest of the round here. Mm-hmm. But he's like, dude, can you move it? I'm like, this guy was there before me. Ale, nobody else at his table. He could have sat one seat up. He could have sat the other side of the table. Mm-hmm. Nothing would have happened. Get some friends. I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> I was so annoyed. I was like, dude, are you serious? I shoved my seat in and stayed standing up. Like, are you happy? I'm trying to watch a fight. What is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. It's basic culture. During the fight, don't disturb anybody. Yeah, that's true. Wait between rounds. It was yeah, annoying. I wouldn't have given no mind. I would have just been locked in. But He was extra annoying. I'm like, I don't want to get kicked out in the middle of a fight here. I didn't know it's about to end within two rounds, basically. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to be violent. I was like, bro, let me just enjoy this. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. And the thing that helped save it was you texted me about Gatorade Fast Twitch. Mm-hmm. 
So here's the thing. One, does it not look like the Face Clan logo? A little it does. bit. Yeah. Like, it just looks like I thought it was a prime bottle with the phase texting. Like the text. It uh definitely does not look like uh that's me showing text messages you. Um it definitely does not look like the usual uh Gatorade, Gatorade branding. Yeah, yeah. It can be a different shape, but like there is a certain branding to a Gatorade bottle, mm-hmm. right? PepsiCo spends millions to protect their branding. Um, because of Prime, a drink uh, created by a company that makes a bunch of other celebrity-backed drinks mm-hmm. that was uh, brought to one Logan Paul and KSI, um, who are co-owners of this brand now, Gatorade has been on the ropes. Mm, See, tying, literally. It, tying into the boxing. There we go. Literally. Marketing many people. <laughs> Dang it. Need an internship for grad school. So basically, <laughs> what ends up happening is um, this... Uh, we're in a cycle of uh, here's some quick marketing stuff, basically. In terms of hydration beverages, which this is, right? Mm-hmm. They've been involved. The beverage market is now dominated. Not dominated. There are many new entrants. Shout out capitalism, basically. <laughs> um, in the market that are functional. You know, if you and I walk by our local big box uh, grocery store. Yeah. And our big label grocery store and went to the water section, the individual water bottles. Yeah. We'll see water bottles that have probiotics prebiotics water bottles that have almost iv levels of hydration mm-hmm. vitamins anything you can imagine it is there in a water bottle yeah. and then there's 50 water bottles of just water <laughs> right yeah so prime is a hydration drink it's 10 percent coconut water very low calorie almost no sugar i think yeah. very healthy overall drink Compared to the traditional Gatorade, which nutritionally is pretty terrible for yeah, you in terms of the sugars. Mm-hmm. That's why you have to drink G2 or Zeros and all the other stuff mm-hmm. they have in their product line of verticals. Mm-hmm. Gatorade, they already announced it last September in partnership with the NFL mm-hmm. that they want to promote this. We've talked about in prior uh, NFL-related conversation episodes yeah. that uh, because of PepsiCo, Gatorade has a lot of deals with the NFL. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they have to plan out rollouts around the big game in February and everything else going on. Yeah. They rolled some of it out when they could with the NBA, but I believe Powerade mainly does the uh, NBA. Yeah, that's true. So there's always that issue. So this is another way for Gatorade to put out their product. Unfortunately, Prime recently came out with uh, a energy drink. Prime Energy. It's almost, yeah. uh, think about your regular energy drink bottle can. It looks like that. Won't give away another brand sponsored name because again, we are not brand new with anybody yet. <laughs> like, so yeah, I'm drinking money. a bottle of water with no label on it. I am drinking. I'm just waiting for someone to make the call. There is a label that I will show if we ever do video. But um, if there's not a sponsor, I will rip the tags off these water bottles before we go on video. Well, I'll paint them. <laughs> I'll get a 3D. I don't know, man. We will something. sell bottles of water painting. Actually, we'll auction them off for charity. Right. But. Basically, when this happened, this prime energy drink, new flavors, caffeine, all this stuff, mm-hmm. but still a hydration-based drink that's poor, but now there's a caffeinated version yeah. for the people who need their uh... – yeah, I'm not going to even try to allude to any names. to kind of give away the company names. So basically, they're happening. Gatorade realized, okay, we need to figure it out. And the reason why I'm comparing it to the ropes, when prime first happened, Gatorade released Gatorade Fit almost immediately throughout all retailers. Mm. You can say it's coincidental timing, but I feel like and they just rapidly. Trying to compete. As soon as distribution happened, two weeks later, Gatorade Fit everywhere. And the thing is, they control couponing. They work with their suppliers. So if I'm mm. working with a Walmart, Kroger, regional would be HEB, Wagamans, Publix, those kind of stores throughout yeah. America, those chains, our major regions. You have to deal with the couponing. You have to let them know, hey, we're going to send next month's supply. Do you want this? Here's the price point. We're on the wholesale. We're comfortable with you selling at this price. We want to push this product that's new. Can we make a store brand coupon to where if you buy one free, buy one, you get one free, all this other stuff, yeah. right? There's a lot of handshake agreements and yeah. contracts happen on even just put a coupon out there. So when that happens, so rampantly after Prime didn't need a single coupon yeah, because you go to Walmart Kids were asking associates, do you guys have any more Prime? <laughs> yeah, five-year-old little kids barely got older teeth finally coming in, and they just want, you have Prime? It's like, yeah. oh, my God. They want that in the Mr. Beast chocolate bar. That's all these kids want. <laughs> um, I don't blame them, though. Yeah. But, um, you know, that happens. Prime releases the energy drink. Prime energy. Yep. Gatorade. Fast switch. switch. Mm. Everything's coming hand-in-hand. Hand. And 
You want to dig deeper on who got him on the ropes? Before then, how often did you see Gatorade sponsor a fight? You watch a lot of boxing, my friend. Very rarely. I've seen it, but rarely. Do you know who the official hydration beverage is of the UFC? Prime. That's right. Yeah. You know who owns the large, arguably, I'm going to assume the largest, I don't have all the numbers, but the most uh, prevalent influencer boxing promotion, a.k.a. Misfits? One, J.J. Olajide Olatunji, a.k.a. KSI, co-owner mm. of Ale Prime. Wow. Mm. Combat sports. Prime has They're na- taking imprints over, on. Yeah. They also sponsor Arsenal. They're the official drink provider of Arsenal. It's cool. Oh, wow. Kim Kardashian was there and stuff, taking her kid to go see Arsenal play because they were at the top of the league until pretty much bottling it right now for City, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so Kim K is posting and stuff that her kid has all these drinks because they see Prime anywhere, everywhere. She flew her kid, nephews, nieces, everybody to London to go watch this uh, Arsenal match. Yeah. They're taking pictures. Kim K has so much social media influence. You pay almost $2 million a post for her hmm. on Instagram to do yeah. a sponsor thing. And she's just... Our kids are happy to have Prime. Prime is a force. <sighs> and here's what I love. One, Gatorade, every other large brand, is forced to actually innovate. Yeah. Too long have we had the same products, good or crappy, regardless of what the brand is. Again, yeah. not going to diss the future sponsor opportunities. Yeah. They're out there talking about this stuff. Well... Here's the thing. The competition leads to innovation. And now we have more people putting money into the sport of boxing. Yep. And younger fans are going to relate to that, especially because they know, as you realized earlier yeah. in talking about it, younger people are watching boxing now as the social media stars yeah. because of the actual YouTube creators that are influencers boxing. Yeah. Well, if you're not 21, you can't go buy a beer, obviously. But fight. you can go get you some fast twitch. You can go get you a limited edition prime bottle for certain events. The Dodgers have a limited edition flavor for prime. Mm-hmm. Arsenal does and everything. You can go get you a special Gatorade fast twitch. Your memorabilia bottles can be a special bottle marked for this day. The way yeah. cans during the NFL big game have, you know, if it's Pepsi, have that engraving for that yeah, specific like game. If you go buy some Bud Light. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is the official sponsor of the Cowboys or something like that. It's yeah. Like, yeah, official it's, game day drink of the it's like Bud. It's one of the beer sponsors. Yeah, one of those. But it would be interesting at the end, like towards the end of the year, how much we see this shift from like your traditional, like Modelos, uh, uh, Cuervos, shifting into like a, sh- shifting into a Gatorade and uh, let's. Uh, what would more functional hydration more like base. this colorful um family friendly family yeah. friendly things that are being sponsored in the sport something the whole family can enjoy you like know. literally bro that gatorade fast which was like the brightest thing in the ring yeah and here's the major thing before we get into the rest of this mm-hmm. i know you guys are talking about you guys just love talking about gatorade right now <laughs> here's the thing one possibly if there was money behind it we would secondarily mm-hmm. There is something very iconic when Ryan at that point said, I can't go. I got hit. That spot, Gatorade Fast Twitch logo. Here's why it's important. They knew what they were doing. Remember the last episode when I talked about how that 20-3 iconic Super Bowl Patriots-Falcons, we don't remember a single second half commercial? Yeah. But you remember certain spots where people are knocked down on? Yeah. That clip went viral, whether you thought, whether you're a casual fan talking trash about Ryan Garcia, saying, oh, see, this is where Ryan quit and all this stuff. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Gatorade had, they paid for the media of sponsoring it, mm-hmm. but they didn't have to pay for everyone to tweet out that video that includes their logo. That's an earned media. Yeah. That's the gold mine for any advertising agency. And to compare it back against the newcomer who has him on the ropes, mm-hmm. there's a video that went viral of Logan Paul being super hyped up about a arm bar in the UFC because he was hoping, okay, move over on the arm bar. He didn't care about the fight. He cared about, I want you to still be in this arm bar and tap out because it's the mission of the night. It's going to go viral. Yeah. But it's, it's a mission. The arm bar was on top of the prime logo on that US, yeah, UFC saw that map. Video. Yeah. And he's just hyped for it. It's yeah. the perfect product placement outside of it, the WrestleMania video. You probably saw that yeah, one Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure Gatorade did their homework when they did it. They probably were like, I'm willing to pay any amount of money for you to put it on the white corners. Because when you go down, the ref always points you not to any red or blue corner. They point you to the white corners. That's why each white corner, those Gatorade bottles were there. those Or the Gatorade signage was there. And literally, 
Ryan was kneeling on that bottle. So every time you go and watch that knockdown, you're going to see Gatorade. And I think uh, even the growing watching professional wrestling, I mean, it's called turnbuckles, little corner pieces. Mm-hmm. I think the turnbuckles have sponsors as well. We'd have to get into I that. I think that was an MGM episode. one. But just finding innovative ways to go and do that, honestly, is pretty interesting. You know what was interesting for me, though? For me, I'm used to seeing, like, when fighters come out, they have all this, like, they have a shirt that says, like, go buy Bitcoin or something. And then they, their shorts are full of, like, TJ Law and uh, WBC and uh, all just any random thing that you've never heard of on their sh- on the on the fighter shorts and also usually some sort of Mexican beer Mexican beer yeah yeah you'll the see the official like, sponsor of sports models with Mexican beer yeah you boxing. would usually see these things on these boxers like apparel well that night I literally their shorts they were nice shorts but there was nothing on those shorts. Let's talk about Ryan. Ryan, he came out in an Amiri robe. That was so hard. And the only thing it was, <laughs> that one was flat. The only it. thing on his shorts was that MGM, the MGM, because he was sponsored. Put it on the shorts. Then Tank, on top of being walked down by Sosa. So let's just. <laughs> Ryan came out worshiping Jesus and lost. Yeah. This, uh... is, this is not good. Easter just happened. Like, bro, come on. Yeah, I thought God was going to give him that one. But, he just uh, came out the cave, and he, he, and he didn't help you, bro. But, uh, you know, Tank always wears his GTD, GTD gloves. Uh, but on top of that, he had this uh, thing called Human Made. I've never heard of them, uh, but it, it was a sponsor, and I, I looked into them. They're a Japanese clothing brand, uh, and they're pretty affordable. They're nice. They got, you know, it's a different type of style, but, you know, first time I hear him, but he's on the shorts yeah. of – um and the robe of Javante Tank Davis. So and and literally those four things that I mentioned was all that they had on. And it's weird because like even like other you're probably thinking, oh well, they're premier fighters. What if you don't need it? Our favorite fighter at the moment, Saul Canelo Alvarez, mm-hmm. Hennessy shorts. Yeah. And he's like the face of boxing right it's now. It's literally on the on Hennessy shorts and he has he has more than that, and we're going to see that May 6th. If you guys watch that fight, Canelo and Ryder, take note of how many things are on his shorts, the types of shoes he's wearing, shoot, even the gloves that he chooses. Happening this Saturday. Yes, sir. Dropping episode this week. So this Saturday, if you love boxing in the introduction, welcome to something we love dearly. Please enjoy a Canelo fight. Yeah, it's yeah, and, and you know, just to make it interesting and fun, Ryan and Tank, they only had four four things in total on their on their shorts. Take note of how much John Ryder has. Take note of how much Canelo has. Take note of being in a different country, different arena, the different sponsorships. Hey, yeah, that'll and be that'll be fun. We'll do Mexico. that. We'll be talking about that for sure. Oh, we're gonna have, if not, we'll text each other anyways. We're, we're gonna be talking about that. So here's the thing, though. Like speaking of evolution, because you brought up a good point. Like these younger fighters, man. Like. They sold so well with the fight, they almost didn't have to sell a fighter sponsor. It was no, weird. No. But you had other sponsorships like the MGM brand deal we talked about. I've never I've never heard like a fighter literally being sponsored by MGM. I think this is just an interesting time for if you're new to fighting, it's an interesting time. You picked a great time. We're in an evolving state. You're right. This and is then, a perfect time. But if to you've get already into. been a fan, it still is such a beautiful time. Um, and I think one thing though is like, speaking of evolution, what is next for Tank? Well, uh, this upcoming May, we got a fight between Devin Haney and Vasily Lomachenko. That's going to be a very good fight. Uh, it's going to be very tactical. Um, honestly, uh, I don't even want to give a prediction right now because of just the results of my last prediction. I'm going to have to look more into it, but. I would say the winner of that championship fight, which would be for the WBA regular lightweight championship, uh, would probably fight Tank. Um, And for Ryan Garcia, although he lost and he lost his zero on that L, uh, in the L column, um, I would say it would be, we could conclude that the loser of that Haney-Lomachenko fight 
probably will fight Ryan Garcia because Ryan Garcia is just a, he can sell. He sells, and we saw that with the tank fight. And he's a top contender already. Top contender. So we're in a weird era where, like, I think lightweight might be – it's one of the most, but if not, it might be the most exciting. I mean, we got Shakur Stevenson, Devin Haney, Vasily Lomachenko, Teofimo Lopez, uh, Ryan Garcia. Uh, what? Who's the guy? Uh, Kambosis. Obviously Tank just got mentioned. Yeah, Tank, George Kambosis. That's seven fighters, and there's only so many – championships out there so and speaking of this is why we've talked about this off air because look we're fight fans we always talk about oh, this yeah. when we talk to each other the thing is we talked about how the wba's kind of had this weird uh multiple belt situation yeah and they're kind of they got forced by confederations hey figure out one champion per weight class that's it stop doing six belts basically yeah because it really messes with the sport like and matchmaking so so you know tank gave up one of his belts at a lower weight division forfeited because yeah. they're basically having to do almost like not a traditional tournament but hey we're trying to set up mandatory fights yeah between our different champions to figure out one champion per weight class ryan garcia did similar in another weight class where he forfeited that to pursue a higher weight class which would be lightweight yeah and the thing is Tank's actually one of those champions, and he was that's why he had his recent fight against Rolly Romero. Yeah, because Rolly Romero yeah. earned that fight, and that's another contender in that series. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you already mentioned him, if not, that's number eight. Mm-hmm. So, we have Rolly Romero next up. But the thing is, Haney Lomachenko, it's pretty much two undisputed unified, it's a unified bell champion versus a former unified bell champion for yeah. the lightweight, which Lomachenko's a former. The wonder if that's the new unified belt champion yeah. for that weight division across multiple uh, governing bodies. So he'd be the king of that division. Yeah. However, since Tank still is one of the WBA champions mm-hmm. and his next fight would be mandatory, this next fight would be the mandatory between him and the winner, obviously. Not just for that belt, but ideally we're looking at this could be Tank's meteoric rise from I'm the guy to – I beat your TikTok star, who's still a great fighter. Mm-hmm. I've already knocked out people and had viral moments. Now, I'm not only fighting for this belt to be the king of this governing body's weight class, yeah. but I'm going to be the king of lightweight. And, and that's a big feat. right? If there. Ryan fights the loser and wins, then it's what? Maybe Ryan and Shakur Stevenson? I'm saying, bro. If not, winner Ryan or Shakur is likely going to have to go up against, out of these five to eight guys... Within the next two years, somebody is going to be the new king of boxing like it's via be, the lightweight It's not going to be a debate. Right now, we don't know. There's so much potential in the division, but I'm going to go on record and say at the end of the day, Shakur Stevenson will be that guy. He's going to be – he's the next Floyd Mayweather. He's not going to be touched by – not touched much. That guy is going to be the guy in the lightweight division, and I wouldn't be surprised if he moved up to welterweight and did the same thing he's doing now. And you know what's weird? I think, so, we finally got the Trilogy 5, Triple G Canelo. Yeah. Pos- arguably a little bit late. But. Different conversation, but we finally got it. Good fight. Not as exhilarating as the first two, I'll admit. Yeah. We had Fury Wilder, Trilogy. Oh, yeah. It's likely just because of being top contenders and being in proximity. We're going to have a lot of those. We're going to have a trilogy of Ryan and Tank. But ways to set up, we might have a trilogy of the official, not in amateurs, 3-3. That doesn't matter once you get to the pro. Yeah. The Ryan and Devin Haney trilogy in the future. Oh, Lomachenko's yeah. getting up there. So I don't know if he's having a trilogy of all these guys, but yeah. Shakur Stevenson might. So we have four guys where I could see Tank, Ryan, Devin Haney, Shakur Stevenson, those guys having it. Plus, you got Roley, who's still going to come and fight. Oh, yeah, he's a, he's a, a slugger, man. There. If you, if you want to see a, some heavy hands hitting some leather, that's the guy you want to watch, Roley Romero. But Shakur, that dude is like Floyd, Floyd Money Mayweather. So in terms of the evolution of boxing, you know, historically, especially growing up, you know, we always hear about Ali and Tyson, everybody. Mm-hmm. The heavyweight division always dominated when we're coming up. Yeah. And then we saw the Klitschko brothers and Tyson Fury and Wilder, all these guys. Mm-hmm. We've seen super middleweight and middleweight, Canelo, Triple G, yeah. Floyd's in there. The lightweight division, in terms of evolution, seems to be this next dominant uh, division. Yeah, and which in our lifetime, that's never been the case. And in history... I don't even think you could say like there was a time where the lightweight 
um, what would you say? Like the, the that class was like the heavily uh, promoted, the money makers, the fa- the faces of boxing. Right now, it's going to that, but obviously Canelo is yeah. the face of boxing. Canelo, yeah, Diesel. And I'd follow, I'll follow that up with Tyson Fury, and then you could throw Tank in at number three. Or yeah. Buck. I mean, Buck doesn't fight that much, so I'm going to just say Tank. Well, we're basically getting into like the next phase. This situation. is the next wave. And with that, the lightweight division, you're bringing in this new, like, younger audience. Younger audience. So. I could see this happening very soon. Yeah. Some of these guys to that to these younger kids are gonna be to us what Floyd Pacquiao was basically gearing up to be. Because yeah. I want to bet the age of some of these guys watching this fight, being their first one or two major fights outside of the influencer ones, yeah, is what for us was probably well, I'm guessing middle school, early high school, I guess, mm-hmm. when your parents were a little bit more cool watching fights. I mean. You and I are different watch fights since we were kids. Yeah. But like the average person. What I can remember, yeah. Yeah. So it's uh for us for us it was what? Floyd obviously, Manny Pacquiao. We pretty much watched the and entire Canelo. Remember that that's welterweight. Yeah, it was yeah. welterweight. Let's see. We had Zab Judah, mm-hmm. Cotto. We saw Floyd run a gauntlet basically. Miguel we Cotto, yeah. And it was crazy. These kids are gonna see these fighters. That that's the next wave. It's like awesome. you said, Floyd Mayweather, Miguel Cotto, all that. And so, okay. So Ali, real quick, I want to go ahead and get a recap of this. Like I know, we're gonna have to I know. <laughs> I, look, I know I talk trash. I'm gonna like, we're, look. We're competitive. Ali's gonna get me on other stuff, and he's gonna. If Steelers and Cowboys play soon, and Cowboys That's an win, easy Cowboys bet. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hear it so badly for three weeks. You and Jamal are gonna let me hear it. Honestly, mm-hmm. what I want to do here is I want to pull up. Mm-hmm. The original prediction you had, my buddy, and I just want to go over the quick. Uh, yeah, it's not looking good. Here, we don't need to go over the fights. Just uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So my record is here. Um, I have a hundred percent streak because yeah, I because you only bet it on one. Guy. I chickened out. Um, I'm one and zero, but the O ain't change. All right. Mm-hmm. So you had Garcia. It's fine, but you had Morel winning. You knocked that boy out. Yeah, and you had Rosado winning. He had previously knocked this guy out and then came out and like he was ready to retire. So yeah. he lost. Boxing beyond physical is a mentality thing. And yeah. he, the guy just walked in ready to lose, unfortunately. Not purposely, yeah, you could but, see, you yeah. know. Like, it's just his body language. But, yeah, I think uh, overall, though, man, final, like, if I can give you t- 10 to 15 seconds, final thoughts on recapping this fight. This fight uh, is bringing in. A new wave, uh, a new audience that's going to revolutionize the sp- revolutionize the sport of boxing. That's what this fight was. It was great. It sold. It did what it needed to do. And now we're in a new era. I use my ten seconds to be like, Ali is right. Ali is right. Ali is right. But no, yeah. Um, genuinely, dude. Like, I I feel very ecstatic. Like we're and just talking about it right now, bro. Just we're in our mid twenty. This is an era where, like, obviously, it's gonna we've be- been waiting for this. Like. I'm gonna have to come up telling my kids like, yo. So th- when I was, you know, growing up, these were the fights and stuff. Yeah, but at the end of the day, that was another edition of Sports Meets Money, where our business is sports. This is Ale, joined with my brother Med. Med. We're out.